Hey everyone, Marv here. Just a quick note before we start the next episode. Shortly after Fred recorded this interview in June 2016, Brunico Communications acquired the assets of the Achilles Media events that the guys talk about here. That includes the operating rights to the legendary Banff World Media Festival that you've been hearing about in some of our past episodes and again today. Fred's guest for this episode, Scott Benzie, is now Brunico's Director of Marketing for the Banff World Media Festival, Next Media, and the Canadian Innovation Exchange, otherwise known as the CIX. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I happen to be on the seventh floor of downtown Toronto skyline in the offices of Achilles Media with their director of marketing, Scott Benzies. One tip I'll give out to any creative person out there is learn project management. It is the most important thing you can do. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? If you can't organize yourself, you can't organize a team. And if you can't organize a team, you'll never move up the ladder anywhere. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Monetizing Your Creativity, another thrilling episode in the tale of how to pursue your passion in creative arts activity. I'm a co-host and co-producer of the series Fred Keating. Uh, not with me today is my co-host Marvin Polis. He's out in Western Canada digging up some more great stories and meeting some more great people to bring to you in this podcast series. I happen to be on the seventh floor of downtown Toronto skyline in the offices of Achilles Media with their director of marketing, Scott Benzi. Scott, Thank you for joining us. No problem, and I will try to live up to this being thrilling as best as I possibly can. Scott, tell me, what exactly does a director of marketing for an organization like Achilles Media do? I'm responsible here for all the marketing for our events. So we have about five core events a year. Next Media, Banff World Media Festival being the biggest, CIX here in Toronto, and then a bunch of satellites events that we support. I'm responsible for all the websites, delegate sales, outreach, email campaigns, web content. I'm responsible for the content team and building the content. I'm responsible for media, PR, and sometimes getting coffee. Tell us uh, what, in fact, Achilles Media does. We are an event management company. We put on events around the world for the media industry and the startup technology industry, I guess. Ours are a little bit different in that we facilitate business. So we're not just putting on some talking heads on a stage. At the core of all our events is meeting people and making sure they get introduced to the people they need to be introduced to to get business done to further their own careers. I mean, at a lot of events, you'll have a marketplace and social events where people are getting together. We actually facilitate the meeting. So it's part of our program where people will pick who they want to meet. We make that introduction. We facilitate, okay, you guys will be here at this time time to meet and get together. How much about the media itself do you have to know in order to put on events that are going to be effective for the delegates? More than you think. And I think when I started, I was under the impression that marketing is a very transferable skill. In all marketing, you have to get into the minds of your audience. If you can't fully understand what they're interested in, your level of success drops the less you know. The more you know, the more they believe you and they believe the content that you're putting out. And that's much more attractive to them. People can give you the sniff test sometimes and the understand that you're not really you're not really talking their game can you tell me how did you start where were you before you were here 
managing the marketing of all these worldwide events. I obviously graduated high school. From there, I went to film school here in Toronto. I won my first Emmy when I was 21. That's a lie. <laughs> I obviously, I went to film school, uh, graduated from film school and found that there were no jobs out there available for me. Took some volunteer work on sets, um, did some on-screen work. My initial love was in acting. Um, I realized that I wasn't very good at it quite quickly. <laughs> Then I wanted to become a director and I realized I didn't have the discipline or the patience for it. So I fell in love with production and I wanted to be a producer and I started down that line. But when you move out of your house, you have to pay rent. And sometimes you have to make decisions for yourself that you're always saying, I'm going to go back to this. This is where my passion is. This is where my love is. But I got to go. I got to go make some make some money to pay my rent. So I got into sales, cell phone sales, believe it or not. And it started paying the bills for a while. Then I started like all great artists slinging beers in a bar, started working in sales at another company. Um, went back to school for marketing because I realized that I could use my creativity and my ability to communicate with people to make money for another organization. It's not in media, but the same creative process goes into campaigns. And I really liked that. And it wasn't so, you know, one of the things that I didn't, I mean, I loved it, but I didn't love it about the creative process coming through film school was it was all very subjective. I thought I did something very good, but my my teacher, my professor could be like, well, this isn't good. It's all very subjective to who's making that decision decision. Marketing, I found it's not subjective. It's about numbers. Did this work or did it not work? It was actually really, really, really easy to know whether or not you did a good job. So I started doing that for a while. Um, and a job posting came up to work at a media organization putting on the Banff World Media Festival, which I had heard about back in my previous life doing film and television. And I found it very interesting. So I joined the company back in 2012 for one full BAMP cycle there. I found myself right back into the thicket of what I wanted to get into. And we were talking to all the big studios here in Canada, all the big stations here in Canada, a lot of the people down in the US. I was flying down to LA and to Hollywood to meet people and put on events. It was all because of the lessons that I learned in marketing, not what I learned in film school, believe it or not. Well, I believe it. And I also believe that you had your own particular collection of skills and we were just waiting for the appropriate avenue which to guide them. It sounds like you've leapt above the single actor in a film project, uh, one after another after another, and uh, are hobnobbing with critical decision makers in the industry, and in some ways making them look good as well if you put on a successful event for them. There's something to that. I mean, what I would tell your audience, Fred, is that you can, in fact, always go back. And while there might not be a place for you when you come out of school or when you've left another career to start your creative process, never stop learning new skills because they're always transferable. It doesn't really matter whether or not you think you're the best writer in the world or you have the best creative eye in the world. I have right now a need for writers on my staff you know and it's not traditional television writing but it's content writing for some of the world's largest television festivals it's a means to an end a lot of the people come through achilles media here and we understand this they're young you know they build their careers on the relationships they make in our offices we understand that we support that and it's just another step in the creative process for them what are some of the other actual jobs or responsibilities you have prior to a large event and during a large event and afterwards. Personal responsibilities are many. We start an event cycle 
first of all, an event cycle is year round. We're always dealing with content and trying to sell tickets to next year's event, and talking to our sponsors about what they want out of it. But we start the cycle about eight months before a major event where we launch registration. We like to have a couple of tentpole sessions and a couple of tentpole keynotes. We build out an editorial calendar. We have to hold really tight to deadlines before an event. A lot of people think that these things come together, you know, in a few months. They don't. It takes a lot of discipline, a lot of project management. One tip I'll give out to any creative person out there is learn project management. It is the most important thing you can do. A lot of creative people, you know, they poo-poo deadlines a little bit. Like I'm an artist. I can't really do this. In the real world, that doesn't, it doesn't really function that way. You know, if you miss a deadline, you lose your job. If you can't organize yourself, you can't organize a team. And if you can't organize a team, you'll never move up the ladder anywhere. So pre-event, you know, getting press, getting press coverage, constantly selling delegates, working with associations to bring their groups out, supporting sales, providing them content to go to their teams with, and then, you know, helping as we lead up to it, you know, about three weeks before an event marketing doesn't really stop, but it really winds down a little bit because, you know, if somebody's bought a ticket, they've bought a ticket already. So we move into event mode and what are we going to capture on site? What's important? What's going to sell tickets for next year? Are the photographers lined up? Is the media lined up? Is all the, I mean, you know, you were there. We have a whole bunch of celebrities come that need interviews and it's just, it's a whole bunch of moving pieces that all kind of come together as a puzzle. And then the event ends and we move into how are we going to use the content? Let's gather the content. Let's get it out there. What worked last year, what didn't work last year, and then registration opens and we're all back through the cycle all over again. Do you love it? Never fall in love with your job. Fall in love with what you do. I enjoy communicating with people. I enjoy analyzing numbers and figuring out a better way to do things. Jobs will always come and go. You will always find yourself at another organization. And a lot of times the things that happen to you aren't necessarily in your control. But if you love what you do and not the job, you'll be fine in your career because you'll always just find that niche again. It sounds as if you're at exactly the right table, maybe not the chair that you'd imagined or thought you wanted initially, but now you're dealing with all the folks that some people in various areas of the media would only dream of crossing paths with. Good point. I had a nice chat with Richard Plepler last week, the president and CEO of HBO, as we walked down the halls of the Fairmont and Banff together and you know, he told me he could shoot Game of Thrones here. And we had a nice chat. I said, oh, I'm sure the government of Alberta would love that. I can introduce you to the Mr. Plepler. Um, you know, the minister, Melanie Jolie, was out there. I meet a lot of people that a lot of people in the industry would pay a lot of money and work their whole careers to meet. But I will say that my time leading up to this point in my career, they've all lost some of their celebrity shine a little bit for me. Not in a bad way. They're still big names. They're still shaping the industry. But I realize now that if you're good at your job, they need you just as much as you need them. They might not know it yet, but you need to prove it to them. So we hosted HBO. They had a great time they're using us as part of their emmy push for this year so they were using us because we're good at our job so just because somebody you know appears to have some sort of status out there everybody needs somebody for everything what we try and do here at Achilles is bring all that together. And the Manfred Media Festival is one of the big spots for it. What do you consider the personality traits or the character traits that could either help or in some cases hinder an individual who wanted to get into this game like you have? It's an equal balance between patience and aggression. Sometimes, especially in marketing, we want to do things right away. I got this great idea. Let's run it. Let's run it. Let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Let's get it out there. And cooler heads prevail and they will tell you, you know, Scott, wait, we can't do that because of this, 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 and this. And you're like, okay, you're right. 
And even in, you know, you have to be patient leading up to events because sometimes they're eight months away, but you still need to be aggressive in what you're doing in that moment, knowing that that time will creep up on you. The other piece is sometimes you need to believe in yourself and what you believe. There have been a hundred times in this office leading up to our last event where I didn't ask for permission to do something. Sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness. And if you did your job right, you won't even have to do that. So balance your patience and your aggression. Take counsel with those you trust and you'll be fine. We're a pretty small team for what we pull off. You know, we scale up to big events and then scale down and scale up and scale down. So a lot of people come in and it's their first time doing this stuff or first time doing one of these events. And we're only as good as our weakest person. And a lot of times you get on site and everybody, literally everybody's doing four different jobs. And if one of those persons fails at one of those jobs, somebody's being affected. And it takes training and preparation for the people around them to know how to react. On site, we have about, you know, we have four days to convince people that what we're doing is a good job. So it's not like, oh, I'll call you next week and sort it out. It doesn't work like that. It needs to be fixed right away. And if you can't trust the people around you and you can't prepare them to be successful, you're dead. Scott, we're, uh, we're very near the end of our time. You mentioned the Banff World Media Festival, and I'd really like to come back and have a, another coffee with you at some point and talk more about that festival and uh, its importance to the people who attend every year from all over the world. Would you mind terribly if I uh, popped in again sometime? We'd be happy to have you. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.